Welcome back, everybody, to Two Spot Monkeys Live after a uh, a week off, I think. Yeah, yeah, we were off last week. Uh, I'm Jim. I'm joined, as always, by Tom. Tom, how you doing, sir? What's up, Jim? Great to be with you. I'm doing well. Uh, we are officially in summer, even though the calendar hasn't told us it's summer yet. That's June 21st, as I think we've mentioned here before, my wife's birthday. So I'm, I never forget when summer starts. Uh, um and I'm forgetting the term officially. I'm gonna use the word officially, but there's a there's equinox, a there's, something like that. Yeah, the, the summer equinox, uh, summer solstice. Solstice. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so yeah, but summer is here because kids are out of school. Um, and uh, I, 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 for those that don't know, I work in school-based programming, so the work that I do really is focused August to June. But my work doesn't end. But I have a little bit of a, a slight respite, but that also then changes things for us to being able to connect. So. Um, looking forward to today and the remaining couple weeks we have before we take a little bit of a summer vacation. Um, we have a lot to catch up on. I know it feels weird when you said we were we weren't together last week. We we weren't, but it didn't necessarily feel like that because there's been a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, it definitely it's already summer. It's been in the 90s here pretty much all week, which I am I am not built for heat, so um, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan uh, of the the 90s. Uh, the humidity hasn't really laid in yet. It's coming, I know. So, um, but anyways, this isn't weather on the nines with the monkeys. So, um, <laughs> but don't we keep you on your toes? That's right. You never know what we might talk about. Um, so, the last time we were together, it was head to head Palooza, of course. Uh, for those who might be joining us for the first time, Tom and I do head to head picks on all WWE, AEW, and Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-views, premium live events, whatever you might want to call them, depends on um, what they're, whether they are a pay-per-view or a premium live event. Um, and we, we do those in two shifts. We do January to June, and then we do July to December. Uh, so we had three uh, cards to pick the last time we were together because a very busy Memorial Day weekend uh, with Night of Champions, Battleground, and uh, Double or Nothing all happening. Uh, which will lead us into one more show uh, here in this half of our head-to-head picks, uh, which will be Forbidden Door in a couple of weeks that we'll make our picks for then. Uh, but Tom, uh, you you and I uh, kind of stayed even, really. Uh, Night of Champions, I was four and three. You were five and two. Our difference there was Cody and Brock. You were, you were correct in Brock winning that match. Um, although, did Cody lose? Because he didn't actually tap. Hmm. Um, what? Look at <laughs> you, ang- you angling. <laughs> I I can. Um, and, and as I was watching the match unfold uh, that weekend, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to be wrong on this, actually. <laughs> so I was I was not feeling good about that. Uh, Battleground, uh, I went four and two. You went three and three. I had Tiffany Stratton winning uh, the women's title, which she did. Uh, you had Lyra, Lyra Valkyria. And uh, so I was very happy when I saw that I had gotten that and had had kept things even because we had the same picks on Double or Nothing. Uh, so we both went seven and two at Double or Nothing, uh, which brings our total going into Forbidden Door in a couple of weeks at Tom, you at 58 and 22, and I'm at 57 and 23. So one match difference. Um, it'll be interesting to see the card come together in the next two weeks here for Forbidden Door. Uh, I forgot to change our banner there. Uh, already two huge matches announced officially uh, for Forbidden Door with Kenny Omega defending the IWGP US title against Will Ospreay and a what I didn't realize until I looked it up and then have heard since a, a first time match between Brian Danielson and Kazushka Okada 
I don't know why in my head I thought they they had wrestled at some point in Ring of Honor, but they they have not. So yeah, I was gonna say not Ring of Honor. I swear they've been in multi mans in New Japan, but maybe I'm making that up. Wow, nothing. Um, so so really cool. You know, there's it feels like there's so few dream matches left that haven't happened at some point, other than kind of cross promotional stuff. You know, you need somebody, and this is cross promotional, but um, but it's you know, Danielson has been in companies that have worked with New Japan pretty regularly, except for his WWE run. So um, I'm a little surprised that match never did get booked in, in some of those New Japan and, and Ring of Honor shows, but um, we're getting in in a couple of weeks. So, but we'll, we'll talk more about that as we move forward. But yeah. And let me just say, um, I didn't see double or nothing. I believe you did. So I'm excited to hear your kind of firsthand uh, takeaways from that. Um, and I, and again, and I, morally weekend's always tough because we have a lot going on with family and friends. Um, uh, we also now have a conflict on the 25th. My daughter has her second wedding shower, but it's on the other side of the state. We should be home that night. Um, but I, uh, I really want to get to Forbidden Door. Like I'm, that's that's going. I'm going to plunk down the $27 and go to the theater and watch that. So I don't know how I'm going to manipulate our day um, to make sure we're home in time. But I'm going to work my darndest to make that a reality. And if not, and if we're just getting home at you know 8 p.m. I'm probably plunking down 50 bucks for the pay-per-view because yeah. those matches alone, those two matches that you mentioned, uh, just incredible. Not, not, not the pro wrestler, but, uh, just incredible. Yeah. I, I made that comment, uh, on a, a friend group that we're in on Facebook that, yep. They don't even have to announce anything else. And I'm buying the pay-per-view at this point with those two matches. I never saw, um, wrestle kingdom this year. So I haven't seen the first Omega Osprey match uh, from from this year, and uh, I, I probably will try here, maybe even this weekend, because I've got some time uh, to go back and see that because I'd like to. I've heard nothing but obviously amazing things about it, um, so I wouldn't mind seeing that before this match in a couple of weeks. But that one, and then like I said, Danielson Okada, two of my favorites. Sign me up, like you sold me. Nice job, Tony Khan. I, I remember not being, and and they, there was some injury stuff as I remember last year going into Forbidden Door. I remember not being super excited about Forbidden Door last year and then it being an awesome show and it was like show of the year and um I'm already pumped for this one. Like now I'm like and and that's a weekend um where my wife doesn't work so we tend to have more things going on. Um but yeah that Sunday night I'm gonna try very, very hard to whatever we need to do on Sunday, we need to be done by about six o'clock my time here. So um so that I can be down in the man cave watching that because that'll be good. And we, so we are also just wanted to bring some, some uh, historical context. We are actually outperforming our past performance for the last two segments of, of head to head. We're not, it's not huge, but we are performing, you know, percentage points wise better. We're, we're picking at a higher success rate than we had previously. We'll see. It's going to be really interesting to see how many matches we get at, at forbidden door. You know, AEW and a New Japan pay per views could be like 15. They've been doing a better job, though. Let's be fair. They've been doing a better job of like really giving us like eight or nine matches. Uh, So if they, I think if they give us nine, we may have less picks this segment than we did a year ago and even for the second half of last year, which is, again, it's totally fine. We pick what we pick because we, because it's what's available. We already know as we turn the calendar and reset. July has got money in the bank right off the bat. And then we've got a Ring of Honor pay-per-view that's been announced. 
Um, so let's go. Yeah, absolutely. And and with WWE doing less premium live events this year and making, uh, which I like because they've made them each seem bigger um, and more important, which is good. And they don't just feel like a glorified raw, you know, on a Sunday or a Saturday. Um, that makes sense that we'd have some less picks just because there's, I, I would bet if we looked at the number of shows, there's, you know, one or two less shows as well that we've picked. Although Ring of Honor running pay-per-views helps. Uh, well, we've kind of been squirreling a little bit around things here, um, but let's just kind of real quick run through results for those shows. And then uh, we'll do each one maybe and just snippets of either what we, from the show or things that have happened in the last two weeks um, coming out of those shows that, that we're interested in. Um, oops, click on the right tab here. Jim, Night of Champions was the first show. Uh, the World Heavyweight Title Tournament finals match started the show. Uh, Rollins over AJ Styles in a really, really good match. Uh, Trish Stratus beat Becky Lynch. Gunther beat Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental to retain the Intercontinental title. Uh, the Raw Women's Title match, Asuka defeated Bianca to win the title. Uh, that was just great for my already terrible fantasy wrestling league season. Uh, SmackDown Women's Title, Rhea Ripley. Uh, I think Natalia actually did make the trip to Saudi, but you wouldn't know it from the amount of time she actually got in the ring with Rhea. Uh, Rhea beat her in like 20 seconds or something. Uh, Brock Lesnar beat Cody Rhodes, as we mentioned before, and the unified tag title match, Owens and Zayn over Reigns and Sokoa when Jimmy Uso super kicks Roman intentionally a couple of times, uh, not accidentally this time. So uh, did you see Night of Champions? Tom. I did. I did. Okay. Thoughts either on the show or on the on the things that have come out of it, or yeah. So I mean, Seth winning, we all I believe felt, and I think everyone in the world felt was a foregone conclusion. However, it was still, like you said, a really fantastic match and super strong in terms of that build. And I and I love the spotlight that that Rollins is now being able to have and the interplay. Whether, whether they're all storyline or whether there's some truth, and there's probably a little bit of both. Some of the comments he's been making about Roman Reigns, about, you know, you need a champion who's going to be here every week. I love that That's he's like, let me be this workhorse and let me let me put this title on the map and, and establish it. So that's super cool. Uh, the main event was was super fun with the with the, uh, the tag titles and the continued bloodline interplay. I mean, I have, when, I, when I grow stale of that, um, I may be shocked. I may never grow stale of that story. It's just they've really continued to be really thoughtful to me about how they've woven that in. And and I don't see everything, right? Like I missed SmackDown last Friday. I know there was probably an amazing angle because I know they had an in-ring in segment, but I've only just seen the clips. So, um, and the only other thing, things I'll say too, um, that I want to just name the way Bianca lost, which again, I think we both we both picked Bianca to win. So surprised that Asuka won, but we said if Asuka doesn't win, where does she go? So duh, makes sense she won. The cool part for me was how she blew the mist in the hand and then rubbed it in Bianca's eyes. To, to that's that was pretty sweet. And then just Zoe Stark's elevation. Um, yeah. Zoe Stark was someone that I always was like, she's just not getting the the opportunity um, really in NXT. And so now it seems like this is a platform for her too. She ended up she will end up likely putting over Becky Lynch in the end. However, but being paired with Trish Stratus and then being then by proxy involved with Becky Lynch and now they're both in Money in the Bank. That's that's pretty cool to me. Yeah, and I. I think there's at least a chance 
that she wins money in the bank. Like I could, if they're going to really strap the rocket to her, I, I, you know, that's not a, it's not a spoiler on what my pick is going to be when we do money in the bank picks, but um, she'll be in my thought process anyways. Um, Cause they seem to really be behind her in a big way. Um, I mean, they brought her over to Saudi, like the big trip, right? Um, you only bring the people you need for those shows because it's really expensive and, and all of that. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Zoe, Zoe's a big piece going forward for them. No doubt. Um, I echo a lot of what you said. I thought the finish of Oscar Bianca was good. Um, I, I thought Mustafa Ali looked really good against Gunther. I thought there were a couple, they had at least one moment where I had that like, oh my gosh, are they actually going to do it? You know, kind of feeling. Um, and then of course, when he kicks out immediately, I'm like, oh, no, of course they're not going to do that, Jim. Um, like, like they're not going to end Gunther's reign. To, uh, I like Mustafa Ali, but they have not put Mustafa Ali on a, in a position where that's the guy who's going to beat Gunther. Like, much like Roman, and I still think it'll be Cody eventually when Roman loses that title. Gunther losing the Intercontinental title whenever that happens needs to absolutely mean something um, and, and needs to elevate somebody. And, and as much as it could elevate Mustafa Ali, they haven't done enough to get him to the point that it then can do that. It would, it would very much feel like a transitional champion or back to Gunther or whatever. So, yeah, they weren't going to do that. Um, yeah, and Rhea just killed Natalia. I mean, nice of them to give Natalia the payday because Saudi, you know, we always hear that those are really good paydays. Um, but man, they brought her over to get murdered. Um, interesting with Seth, uh, the workhorse thing, I 100% agree. Defended the title in what I hear was a very good match on Monday. I haven't seen it uh, with Damian Priest. Uh, again, maybe I'll get a chance this weekend to, to get back and see that. Um, I want to see the Owens Gunther match from Monday as well. Cause I've heard really great things about that as well. And they're two of my favorites going at this right now. So, um, but interesting that on Tuesday night, I, I saw, uh, Braun Breaker challenge Seth to come to NXT and defend the world heavyweight title against Braun, which I kind of like that interplay. Like, like you're getting Seth all over the place, which is good. Seth Rollins appearing on NXT would be good for NXT. I would think, and good for their ratings. Um, and he gives Braun something to do for a couple of weeks, you know, now that he's not really in the title picture anymore with Hayes uh, after losing the rematch. So, which we'll get to in a minute. So I, I thought that was interesting and not something I would have seen coming. Like if you would have said someone's going to challenge Seth for the world title on NXT and Braun makes a lot of sense. Don't get me wrong. If you're trying to come up with somebody from NXT to do that. Um, I like that better than Baron Corbin against Carmelo Hayes. But anyways. Um, Don't you be hating Baron Corbin. And, and the worst part is if they can get him back when he was King Corbin or the Lone Wolf, like I, I wasn't a huge Corbin fan, but he was fine. He had a place, but he, and you know, he just lately, it's been booking more than anything. And, and that's my problem. Like you've booked him to mean nothing. And now all of a sudden he's supposed to be a threat to Carmelo Hayes. Like why, why is he a threat? To, he hasn't been a threat to, a sandwich lately, like a three-year-old has beaten him. You know, I mean, like, come on. King Corbin was so cool. I bought the year. Right. Right. And he was. And their booking has just killed him. So that that's my only thing when they do this, when they drop, they bring somebody over to NXT is you it was the Dolph Ziggler thing. Like when he I hated when he won the NXT title. We talked about it here on the show. Because you had made him a nothing. And then all of a sudden he came in and beats you know, the unbeatable champion at that point, like, no, no. 
Um, oh, well, he's a wily veteran. Yeah, but he can't win on the other show. So all you've done is show that your guys in NXT aren't as good. Like you, you've established that now that they're not as good as the main roster and you shouldn't do that. Um, I don't think Baron Corbin's winning the NXT title from Carmelo Hayes. So I, I, I hope I'm right on that. Anyways, my goodness. Um, let's talk battleground next. Cause I feel like double or nothing will be the, the bigger piece of the conversation. Um, so battleground, uh, the the North American triple threat match, I'm sorry, started Wesley, uh, defended over Gacy, Joe Gacy and Tyler Bate. Uh, the heritage cup title match <laughs> happened next. No, I am Dar defeats dragon Lee because apparently we don't have a clue how to book dragon Lee in WWE. Um, I, I am beyond frustrated. You know, I wasn't mad about that. I wasn't, I wasn't mad about how that played out. I didn't like, I mean, I want Dragon Lee to win. We said that both, right? But maybe I wasn't mad about how that played out. And maybe that's my issue is more just, I want him to get some wins. Um, and, and not just because I have him in fantasy wrestling. Uh, the last man standing match, insanely great match. Ilya Dragunov over Dijak. Both of those guys are stars. Um, and I hope one day get the chance to show that on the main roster. Uh, the NXT tag title match, Gallus, the team that just won't go away, uh, as we called them a couple of weeks ago. And I should have seen that coming and, and like zigged when you zagged with the Creed pick. Um, but I just didn't think they were going to keep them. Beat the Creeds. Uh, the NXT women's title tournament, we already mentioned that, Tiffany Stratton over Lyra. And then uh, Carmelo, as I mentioned, defeating Braun Breaker. Uh, did you see Battleground, Tom? Did I lose Tom or did you all lose me? I'm still here. Okay. Did you, did you see battleground? I'm still here. Yes. <laughs> I did see battleground. I watched it. Uh, watched it on Monday. I think I watched it on Memorial day. Okay. Um, thoughts. I saw too. I'll be honest. I thought it was fine, but outside of Elia and Dijak, nothing that like, set my world on fire yeah so yeah pretty much the same for me so the north american title three-way the heritage cup and the last man standing were kind of what what i was down for um you know even even like and, and i and you know i i want to take back what i said about tiffany stratton not that i was besmirching her name but um you know i do really feel like she's the right the right fit and 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 even though I think there's room to grow, you she clearly is ready. Like it, uh, that is a that is a character and a personality that just beams across the screen. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I'm super glad that Carmelo and Braun are hopefully done. Um, again, this was a great ma great match and great atmosphere because of it being in Lowell and Carmelo's connection to Boston. That being said, it's still I don't know like. And again, I don't think it's Baron Corbin Carmelo Hayes is what allows Carmelo to break out next. No, no. Um, yeah, no, just no. <laughs> that's, I think that's probably my easiest. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I probably didn't help that I watched. It was the third show I'd seen that week. Actually, it was more than the third show because I had watched... Um, no, it was the third show I'd seen that weekend. I'm sorry. I was going to say Tournament of Survival, but that was last weekend. Um, I had watched Lifestyle. That's what it was. Uh, 
from GCW that weekend as well. So, um, so it was a fourth show actually I'd watched that weekend, not counting any just TV wrestling I had caught. So it probably didn't help that it was probably towards the end of my stamina as far as wrestling shows went. Um, but, but yeah, I thought Elia and, and Dijak were great and, uh, and the rest of it was fine. Nothing was, nothing was bad. I mean, it was, it was a good, good show. If you're an NXT fan, you should have enjoyed it. And, um, if you weren't an X- NXT fan, I don't think you would have walked away going, oh yeah, that's why these guys are, you know, in NXT. I thought it was a, a good show. Well, let's talk double or nothing. Um, because certainly lots happens at any AEW pay-per-view. Um, we started on the, the buy-in or the, what, the zero hour buy-in, I think it was. Uh, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and Hook over Ethan Page, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. And as a, um, as a result of that result, uh, for lack of a better word, Matt Hardy now controls Ethan Page's contact, contract, and I continue to not care. Um, uh, the international title 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal, Orange Cassidy, won the Battle Royal over everybody and their mother. Um, really fun Battle Royal, but we can talk about that later. Uh, then the unsanctioned match, Adam Cole over Chris Jericho. Uh, the world tag title match with Briscoe as the special ref, FTR over Lethal and Jarrett. Uh, the TNT ladder match, Wardlow defeated Christian Cage. Uh, the women's title match, Tony Storm defeated Jamie Hayter to win the title. Uh, with a lot of Gaga before the match started, um, kind of leading to that, uh, I would say clearly covering for Jamie's injury. We had discussed that, Annette had brought that up while we were recording last, last, um, and and neither of us listened to her enough to change our pick. Um, and shame on us. So nice, nice call, Annette, on that one. Uh, the trios title house rules match: uh, the House Black over the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Uh, the TBS title match that had been announced, Jade Cargill defeated Taya Valkyrie to retain her title and go to 60-0, and and then she issued an open challenge, although I didn't feel like it came across as an open challenge, and then it turned into one. Um, and Chris Statlander re-debuts, or, or returns, I should say, and defeats Jade Cargill, giving her her first loss, and Chris Statlander uh, wins the TBS title in a huge, huge moment. Uh, the world title match did not main event the show, as we kind of talked about maybe should it shouldn't, uh, but MJF over Darby Allen, Jack Perry, and Sammy Guevara, and then Anarchy in the Arena, just a crazy, crazy brawl, crazy match. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club defeats the Elite when Kanosuke Takeshita uh, comes out in a mask and attacks Omega and reveals himself to be aligned with Don Callis. Um, Don Callis, the next Wednesday night on Dynamite, mentioned something about building a family, so I think that's going to be interesting to see. Does he create a stable and i love me some stables so i'm okay with that if he does um you did not see double or nothing i think we talked about that a minute ago here uh i'm sorry for that because it was a really good show um you know it was i i guess it was fine for a while and then it cranked up there at the end um thoughts just on the results as you read the reports and and saw reactions and things yeah, so um, I mean, yeah, when, when we go seven and two apiece, you know, and the, the two losses are, are the same, um, I'm not a lot of a surprise. I think the, the really cool thing was Statlander's return. Uh, I was really excited to see that, and it made tons of sense um, when I saw that she was the person to dethrone Jade. Like, I, I, you, I, I haven't given it thought, but 
you know, if you were like, dude, what better way? And I'm, and I, and I couldn't come up with something, right. I really, I really, for, for where things are at and for, for how over Statlander was previously and the quality of a wrestler she is, this is awesome for me. Like, I love that this is going to take the TBS uh, title to the next level, I think, um, from what it was. And Jade did, Jade did tremendous. And the whole story around her being 60 and, and oh, and then now uh, Chris is the one in 60 and one. Yeah, absolutely. And and I had mentioned two weeks ago that, I, you know, Statlander seemed like somebody who could. I didn't know it was going to be that Sunday night by any means. Um, so so that was really cool. The minute she came out, I was like, yep, here it is. I mean, there's no way you bring her out in that way and then have Jade beat her. That would just kill the momentum of her return. So um, it was pretty obvious she was going to win in that moment. Um, there is I've, I've seen some things online that Jade is going to take a break here for a little bit. Um, and maybe get repackaged a little somewhat, which I think would be interesting to see how they would repackage her since she was, um, you know, a focal point there for quite a while in in a in the character that she portrayed. So I'm curious what her repackaging might look like. That'll be interesting to see for, for down the road whenever she might come back. Um, other Other pieces along the way, uh, I thought the battle royal was just really fun. I like battle royals, and and there was um, some good interplay. I liked that it came down to Cassidy and Swerve, and then they had some time uh, with just the two of them too. It wasn't just like oh, a third guy who was left got eliminated. Now quick, somebody dumps out the other one, and it's over. Um, so they had some time. It kind of looked like Swerve was going to win the belt once or twice. So um, again, that was really fun. The unsanctioned match I've seen get some some not great love uh, for Cole and Jericho. I, I thought it was good. I didn't love the ending where Cole was just kind of pounding on him and, and the ref stopped it um, because he couldn't defend himself anymore. Partially because a, a ref stoppage in an unsanctioned match feels weird to me. I think that was maybe my issue. Like, I get you have to protect the athletes and all of that kind of stuff. But it was, the finish was a little weird. Um, but obviously that story isn't totally done yet either. So uh, they had their, their mixed tag match last week. And I don't know if there was more this week. I haven't, I have not seen dynamite this week, nor have I read much of anything outside of the announcements and things like that, um, that were made. So, um, so I don't know if that continues, but um, I know, well, I know Cole moved into a, a world title eliminator for next week. So, uh, maybe that, maybe it is done. I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe Jericho interferes in that match next week too. So, but I thought that was good. I, I loved Takeshita's turn. The minute he came into the ring, I, I was pretty sure that's who it was because uh, we had talked about before that Takeshita could have been the fourth person with the elite and perhaps turned. Obviously, they went a little different direction with Paige, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and still Takeshita and Callis. I, I hope this leads to more Takeshita on on my TV, on Dynamite and or Collision or Rampage or wherever, um, because I really like Takeshita. You know, English is not his first language. He does his does well, okay, um, with promos, but you can tell, you know, that's a that's a growing place for him as a young guy. So putting him with Don Callis makes a ton of sense. Don Callis, the heat Don Callis had on the Wednesday after Double or Nothing on Dynamite was crazy. Like that crowd could not stop booing. And, you know, I mean, they were so mad, um, which is great. Like, like 
this is going to sound really strange when I say it, but that was like Dominic Mysterio level heat. Because um, Dominic might be the most hated and overheel right now in wrestling, which is crazy to say. Like, like Dominic Mysterio, but he is. Like, everybody hates that guy and they want to see him get beat up. And they hate him in a way like that works because you want to see him get beat up, you know? And now they're maybe moving him to Cody here for a little bit. Um, and Don Callis was absolutely at that level, maybe more on that Wednesday night after Dynamite. So that was that was cool. Um, although and it, it, and, it, and it continues this week on Dynamite if you have not yet seen that. Okay, and yeah, yeah, and I I do intend to watch that probably first thing tomorrow. Um, and the only other thing I've seen recently that was even close to that amount um, was from GCW last week uh, when Blake Christian cashed in um, on Masha and, and won the title. So um, you know the GCW crowd hates. Blake Christian in a, and again the right way, like not like oh we don't want him here because he's a super talented wrestler, um, but he's done so well at being this smarmy heel in GCW that they just hated that he screwed out over the champ. So uh, heels are doing some good things across wrestling right now. It's just kind of fun. Um, wrestling works best when there's somebody you want to see get their butt kicked. Like that's just like wrestling one on one, right? That's why you pay your money. You want to see the good guy beat the bad guy. It actually works if you build it right. Um, when they get to Kenny Omega versus Kenoshke Takashita, sign me up. Like that, that's going to be fun. Um, but you don't have to get there tomorrow. And I don't know, maybe they've announced it already for something. I don't think they have because I feel like they, they have not. Yeah. So my wondering would be is that at all out? Is that at all in? Whatever, whatever. Or like, and when I say that, I'm confusing what's, what's the UK show and what's the, what's yeah. the all, US all in show? The UK show. All in. All in is the UK. All all in. Is, is in Chicago, yeah. or we we think Chicago. Um, I don't know if it's been officially announced for Chicago. Um, actually, I don't think that date has been been officially announced. It's happening. We all know that. Um, right. It could work there. Uh, you know, at one of those shows, you also could see some form of Elite versus CM Punk and FTR. You know, that could work too. If if they're willing to work together, we'll see. Um, we're getting our first look at that trio or our first look in a while at that trio uh, next Saturday on the debut of Collision uh, as they take on a strangely put together, although maybe there's a storyline reason that it gets pulled together here on Wednesday that I haven't seen of, of Bullet Club Gold and Samoa Joe. Yeah, I'm going to spoil it for you and say there's not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, it's kind of one of those things where you kind of need to know like some of the stuff behind the scenes, like, you know, Samoa Joe and CM Punk go back. So that makes sense that Samoa Joe's in the mix. Uh, it could you could have given us just a CM Punk Samoa Joe singles match, but maybe there was some feeling that maybe that alone may not have met expectations. When you have six men, you have more people to carry the workload. There's also, I think, reports, and I'm sure you've seen these, that CM Punk is high on working with Jay White. So yeah. it seemed like this may be a handpicked opportunity for him to get that right from the start. Yeah, no, a hundred percent on both counts, and and I think actually a six man for Punk's first match back is smart. Let's see where he's at before you put him in a high profile singles match, um, and, and just make sure all is well. You know, it's been interesting, um, and and I'm squirreling off here for a second, but there have been a lot of there's been a lot of conversation online that Collision tickets aren't moving very well. One of the one of the upcoming Collisions has sold like six or seven hundred tickets um, so far. I mean, which is not good, right? Um, and that's even after CM Punk's been announced as as being a part of Collision. I think that there is a little bit of a feeling with CM Punk of like, well, sure, he's been announced, but will he actually be there in a month? 
mm. um, because of everything that's happened. Because it feels for me, I'm like, is everybody just kind of waiting for the shoe to drop? And like, yeah, that's going to explode in everybody's face, and it's not going to work. And you know, so I want to. So I want to dig into that. But before before we do, um, is there anything else on Double or Nothing that you really wanted to share out about? I, I'm really interested in just your take on the main on the main event, the Anarchy and the Arena match. I don't tell me I, what I it's really what I want you to tell me about is the exploding shoe. What in the world? How in the world? It was cool. It was one of those, like, I actually had to rewind it and watch it again um, because I was like, what just happened? Like, did I just see what I think I saw? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, like, kind of out of nowhere. Like, Matt Jackson comes in and, and super kicks. I don't remember now, Moxley, I think it was. Yeah, how does John Moxley have a face is really what I'm wondering about. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, it was it was this firework explosion um, and I'm guessing maybe he actually hit him more in the shoulder than the face, but um, I, crazy, like crazy. And Matt Jackson had to apparently get like a Nevada, like fireworks performer, you know, um, permit or license. And I'm like, how does John Moxley also not need that? Because he was absolutely involved in in, in that stunt. Um, actually, he feels like he was more in danger than than Matt Jack. I mean, Jackson was in danger the entire time getting into the ring, and you know. And there's my other piece is like, I'd be curious how it happened. Like, how does it work? Because he had to have, like, I'd have to go back and watch, but he had to have stepped on that foot to get over in position, right? I I don't remember him hopping on one foot to get over there. And then how would you throw a super kick when you're hopping on one foot anyways? Um, You know, unlike kangaroo Matt over there. So uh, I I thought it was a really cool inventive spot. It was one of those where you're like, that's that. I've never seen that in pro wrestling before and and because it's never been done in pro wrestling before to my knowledge, maybe in some FMW match exploding, whatever, but I don't think so. Um, Yeah. I thought it was a really cool inventive spot. You know, I guess I don't understand how it doesn't lead to the finish. Like you just had an exploding super kick. (laughs) Like like what, what do you do next? Um, Other than obviously that wasn't the planned finish and and we had to get to cast in there. Um, yeah, it was a it was a very cool spot. Um, I'm sure you've seen clips of it or, or memes of it or something online. And um, yeah, one of those, like I said, where you see it and you're like, "What did I just see?" Like that was a new thing. Um, but it was it was fun. I thought it was a fun spot. That's cool. Um, anything else in Double or Nothing before I pivot us? Uh, not really. Um, definitely worth seeing. Um, I you know was it their best pay per view ever? Probably not. Was it their worst though? Not a chance. Um, and I don't know, even the worst AEW pay-per-view has been pretty darn good most times. So, um, well, and with that, it's worth seeing. So I want to just say, you know, I know digital media is kind of becoming like the dinosaur of our era. I wish AEW did Blu-rays of their, of their pay-per-views. Cause I would definitely buy them and collect them. Um, this now marks the third consecutive pay-per-view that I've missed. I missed the one last November because I was on a, uh, a getaway with my wife, um, uh, whatever the one in March was, I'm forgetting the name. <laughs> um, full gear, full gear. Thank you. Um, no, full gear was November. Uh, nope. uh, Re- Revolution. Re- Re- Revolution. Revolution. I always have to remember which one. Yeah, which. Yeah, yeah. Revolution was my anniversary weekend. So clearly, right. again, once again, the wife takes precedence. Um, and then this one being Memorial Day weekend. So yeah. Um, again, like I said, I do, I do intend and really want to. 
um, make Forbidden Door a priority. And then, you know, I'm waiting also for the shoe to drop with Max. Um, I've um, I've stayed subscribed to Max over the last couple months um, in the hopes that I'm going to be locked in when they do announce some AEW streaming. Please give me that, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, Tony Khan, let's go. Uh, okay, so that's not what I wanted to pivot us to. So to your point with CM Punk, so Tony Khan, AEW, has been really intentional about going, this week we're announcing a big announcement. It's the it's collision. The next week we're going to announce where it's going to take place. It's going to take place in the United Center. And next week we're going to announce the first main event. And then they give us this. To your point, though, with the history that AEW fans may feel about being burned by CM Punk or they might have scorned towards CM Punk, what would you do if given the opportunity to incentivize A, ticket buying, and then B, viewership? for let's say the first six weeks of of collision yeah i don't know there's got to be something to do Uh, i so to go back to your earlier point for a second um and that's the the we've got an announcement and then we're gonna have another announcement and then we're gonna announce cm punk and then we're gonna announce the match and then we're gonna stop stop because all, all it does for me, anyways, it's just me. Um, it doesn't. Nothing feels important. Like now, Tony Khan making an announcement of anything, and it, and and this is not just about Collision. This is you know, Tony's been doing this a while, right? My my, and I'm sorry to jump in. My problem is the cadence with which he makes his announcements. Yes, he's like he's like half corpse. I love you. I love Tony Khan. I think that man's got all the energy in the world. And I know he does because because when I've been able to attend Dynamite Live and he comes out and interacts, like he brings that energy. That is not that's not conveyed in these announcements. You know, it's funny, um, Squirrel. Um, fair warning. Bruce Pritchard sometimes talks about guys who uh, I want to say Brad Armstrong might have been one of them uh, who are super charismatic in the back and super funny and super all of that. And then the red light goes on and it's like, they freeze. And, and I, I feel like that might be Tony a little bit because it sounds like, like you said, live, you know, he, he has that energy and all of that. But yeah, when he does those taped announcements, especially when he's out in front of the crowd, which is rare. Um, although the little gangster hat thing that he wore for the Owen Hart um, announcement on double or nothing was as weird. Um, and I don't understand. They were playing off the Calgary Stampede. There's nothing gangster about the Calgary Stampede. It's the world's richest rodeo. What? What are we doing? Um, like, it, if it was in Chicago, I could see playing off of that, right? The Al Capone, the, the mobster, the whatever. I, that was that was weird, and just somebody in creative should have been able to go, no, don't do that anymore. Um, change that. But anyways... Uh, yeah, the Kate, I agree, the cadence, and just that it, as soon as they announced the United Center, you knew CM Punk was involved, because there was the question, because when he first announced Collision, they didn't announce where that first show was, and so there were reports all around, well, maybe something happened with Punk, and they're not going to go to the United Center if Punk isn't there, they're going to do it at Daly's Place, they're going to, whatever, well, then he announces the United Center, so then they, you know, and then they say, and next week, Tony Khan has a very special announcement about AEW Collision, and you're like, it's CM Punk. We all know that. Like, no, 
there was no shock value to that at all. Uh, maybe there were like three people that watched it were like, oh my God, CM Punk's coming back. Like most people who watch AEW, I think, because I do think this is one of AEW's um, challenges that they have. Most people who watch AEW are also pretty tuned into the, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, the dirt sheets, the whatever, the, you know, the the Fightfuls, PW Insiders, Wrestling Observers, all of those. Um, so they're really interested in that kind of stuff. Um, they they I don't think AEW has as many of the casual wrestling fans as WWE. And, and some of that's just longevity, right? They've been around, what, three and a half years, four years. Um, WWE's been around forever. So, you know, that's an uphill battle and that just takes time and it takes success and it takes all of those things. Selling 65,000 65, tickets, excuse me, at Wembley isn't going to hurt you in that process. So nice job, AEW. Um, but yeah, repeat the point that you asked me before, though, before we squirreled all off here, Tom. Yeah, so no, nope, it's all good. So so my wondering is like, so like, you know, in regards to A, ticket sales, and then B, making it destination viewing. Because like, I get that Saturday night has a history on professional wrestling. That's a, that's a history that was a long time ago. Yeah, and like, I understand Saturday night can be considered fight night. Like if you're looking at it from like the MMA perspective or the boxing perspective, but I'm not sure that I feel like that with pro wrestling. At least maybe that's my perspective and maybe I'm on an island of my own. Um, so like, it's going to be challenging to, to go and make eight o'clock to 10 o'clock every Saturday destination viewing. I really want to, but, but, but the, my, my reality is if I'm going to go take my wife out on a date or be out with friends or go to a baseball game, like, you know, there's a lot of options on a Saturday night, especially in the summer, you know, we're right. Yeah. Middle of February. Sure. That is fine. Um, my, my, so my wondering was, what would like if you if you could like if you were in charge and to like really I, I bring butts to the seats and eyes to the screen, what would you do in the first six weeks or what or four weeks or whatever number makes sense to you? What what would you maybe try, right? Because like, so here we have like you know and 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 I'm, and I'm and I'm bringing this question to you broadly, but I'm also connecting it back to like yes, if there's concern about CM Punk sticking around. Like, do you use him? Do you do you create something with around for him? And I have an, I, have, I have a statement, but I I don't want to tell you before you share. And if we're and if we're the same, I'm happy to say that too. Sure, that's a great question. I I don't know if I have a firm answer. The first thing that popped into my head, although I understand why they're doing it the way they're doing it because they're doing a Canadian tour, is maybe highlight the Owen Hart tournament on Collision. Um, or some tournament of some kind, if you, you know, with stakes, I don't want just to, you know, don't call it the collision tournament and don't for the love of goodness, make it a collision title tournament. We've got God's plenty titles, especially because ring of honor titles still show up on AEW, which is a whole different topic that you and I have talked about before. And we'll continue to talk about while they continue to, you know, they had a rampage a week ago or two weeks ago that was championship Friday. There was not a single AEW title dependent on championship Friday. Um, on an AEW show, I, it, it blows my mind sometimes that, and even now with Will Washington as the director of wrestling operations or whatever his title is, and I, I have listened to Will Washington on podcasts for a long time. I like the guy a lot. I think he's very smart. I think he's going to be a huge addition for AEW. But somebody in there had to go, can we defend one AEW title on this show? Um, like Battle of the Belts. We had that conversation the last time around too. But um, And that clearly was an unofficial Battle of the Belts. Right. And I wonder if that's what's going to happen moving forward with Battle of the Belts, is if they'll just kind of do these themed rampages and things. But um, So having some sort of a tournament 
Um, it's a little hard. I, I was trying to think, could you do like a best of seven series with Punk and somebody? But like, you got to set that up somehow. You got to have a reason for that. So that's a little tough. Um, un- unless, <laughs> and and this is this probably wouldn't be worth putting on Collision every week, although it would be interesting. Um, you did like a, I'm going to say a gauntlet, but I mean that week to week. I don't mean it all in one show of Punk versus Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Adam Page, you know, and lead up to Punk and Omega at All In or something. Um, that would be interesting. <laughs> but again, you need a little time to set that up. You need at least a week or two to like have a promo or something before that. You can't just say, oh, on Collision Week 1. So, yeah. And I, I think people are also, this is just my opinion, kind of waiting to see, like, it's nice to say Collision is going to be import- as important as Dynamite. But you kind of said that about Rampage, and we've seen what's happened there. So with, you know, if it becomes a brand split, even a soft brand split, if it's just the guys that you're not focusing on, on dynamite and you're not making it as important or you're not, somebody's got to win a title over on collision that we haven't seen on dynamite for a while or something like Miro needs to win back the TNT title or something like that. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing ideas around. Um, You've got to find a way to make that feel as important. And I agree with you. The viewing on Saturday night's going to be tough. Even for me, you know, I don't have kids, but, I, but I've got a wife. And it, even if she works that weekend, uh, which is going to be ending here soon when she opens up her own business, um, you know, Saturday night's prime time for us to go out and do something if we're going to. Or if we're home, we might be catching up on some TV, although there's not as much in the summer. We might be watching a movie. You know, chances are on Saturday night, she's not going to be like, oh, yeah, go down. I mean, I, I do it for pay-per-views and premium live events probably not going to happen every Saturday though. Um, I'm going to try next week because I'd like to watch the first collision live. Um, but I don't know yet. We'll see. Um, yeah. So I, I guess that's, that's what I'm thinking I would do. What, what about you? What was your thought? Yeah, no, so totally. It was absolutely the own heart tournament. So like, I feel like it would be really wise to say, Hey, collision is going to be the home of the own heart tournament. Um, you're going to see every, every, every match. And then make sure you put top guys in that tournament. Precisely. Yep. And you know, and 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 here's the thing, not that not that you have to do this for him. Um, and he actually would be wise to be utilized well, but then also used to put over someone. But we'll see if his ego would allow this, even if it's what happened. Having seen Punk be part of that with his love for Bret Hart and then his honoring of Owen Hart, but then having him not win that, right? Like it'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't think you can have him win that tournament, right? Coming right, right, right. Yeah. Like, and, and, you you got you got to use his his cachet. He can lose and to someone, um, and not lose anything. You know him running through people. You know, so yeah. Um. So yeah. So that was good. That was gonna be my opinion too. So when you named it, I was like, I, I saw. I don't know if you saw. I had a huge smile on my face. But yeah. But but in addition to that, just like being really intentional about some 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 storytelling. Like you know, and and too, like if you're bringing back Andrade. And he's not going to be connected to LFI. Like, what do you do there? What do you do with Miro? What do you do with Thunder Rosa? Right? And, Scorpio and, Sky. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the names that we haven't talked about. And you know I'm a huge fan of him. So when I've seen him in the video promo, I'm like, yes, cannot wait for that dude to come back. I I don't know what he's been doing. I don't know why he's been out. If it was a long-term injury, if he had to have surgery, whatever. I don't know all the, be- the behind-the-scenes stuff. But the fact that he will be back in the ring, like – like I loved him as TNT champion. I loved the stuff he was doing. Um, and I super wanted more. charismatic and super great in the ring. I don't know how they don't get behind him. I mean, yeah, 
So, th so now this opportunity. So, so I know we're short on time for today. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up here, and next week when we're coming back, we're gonna come back on Thursday. Yep. We'll be we'll be two days out from collisions. I imagine we'll have a little bit more information on what the debut will look like. I had listened to a podcast, and and it was one person. So they were picking as if they were CM Punk and Kenny Omega being like a brand split. And I really didn't like how it played out. It, there was definite bias on the on the punk side of things from my listening ears. And if you listen to the podcast, you know that there's favoritism. Not that there's hate towards the other side, but there's it's it's skewed. I kind of would like for us next week, depending on what we know or hear about collision, to maybe spend some time just doing that. Like let's 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 do a ten round, like. You get collision, I get dynamite, or vice versa, and then we build these brands, and then we just kind of spitball, um, you know, the next three months of, 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 of stories and angles and what we could have on TV. That sounds like a lot of fun. Let's plan on that next week. So our collision dynamite fantasy draft uh, next week. We're gonna for those who do listen live, we're gonna record on Thursday morning uh, around our normal eight fifteen Eastern uh, time start time. Uh, Probably we'll do that for the next two weeks, I believe, is our current plan. Um, and then, as Tom mentioned at the beginning of the show, there will be a little bit, if you followed us uh, for the last 115 episodes, uh, you know that the month of July usually becomes um, a ghost town here at Two Spa Monkeyville. Um, and, and we usually kind of take that month off. Uh, just schedules don't align uh, for us to do that. And then sometime in August, usually, um, or, or early September, but we try to get back to it in August if we can. Um, we get back at it a little bit, uh, a little bit more regularly. So a um, couple of weeks still left here on this run uh, with two spot monkeys. And then we're not going anywhere. We just have our normal, you know, summer siesta. Um, I like how you said with this run, we, this run. we, we got a couple more runs left in us. All right. All right. I mean, we, you know, and we've said this before um, and, and from the bottom of our hearts, anybody who listens to this and I know we don't have a huge listenership and I don't care. Um, because for those who do listen, we truly appreciate that you give us, uh, you know, an hour or a little bit more of your time each week. Uh, we started this back during the pandemic, uh, came back to it because we had done it years before and it had been a number of years since we we got back at it. We started during the pandemic. If nothing else, it's just something for, for Tom and I to do to like give ourselves an hour or sometimes two hours back then um, because our lives allowed for that a little bit more. Um to connect as friends, but also just talk wrestling and, and maybe get away from just the craziness that was going on in the world at that time. Um, if you would have told me back then when we restarted that we'd make it 115 episodes and more coming, you know, I mean, because again, we got two more weeks still before our little July break. Um, yeah. I would have said you were crazy. I never thought we'd get this far um, and keep going. So we're loving it. Um, and we hope you're loving it. Tell your friends. Um, if you have friends who listen, who watch pro wrestling, um, let them know, like yeah. tell them download. And, and I would say we don't take wrestling too seriously. Like we do kind of like look at it from like a fan's perspective, but with a business perspective, but it's not, it's not like, like, we're not, not like, well, you need to know the backstage stuff, brother. No, uh, no, it's, you know I mean? We bring that to the, to the table with what we think we know and what we've heard. Um, and then what actually plays out in reality, but you know, it's, it's two guys who are friends who enjoy professional wrestling and it's a great opportunity to, to do still escape from the real world, even though we're kind of post pandemic 
Because um, even we're not in the pandemic, it's still crazy out there. It's still so. crazy. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, brother, it's still crazy out in this world. <laughs> right. That part hasn't changed. But and I think we also, I hope everybody hears us say, um, you know, again, like Tom said, this is these are our opinions, just our opinions. If you like what we hate, like if you love the Dolph Ziggler NXT run, I mentioned that earlier that I didn't like it. Good. And I'm glad you enjoyed that. And that's great then because not everything WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor or GCW or fill in blank impact, you know, whoever, not everything they do is going to hit for everybody. And not everything they do is for me. Um, and that's okay. There are wrestling companies that I don't, you know, tend to pay attention to just because it's, it's not my thing. It doesn't click for what I enjoy watching. It's not that I dislike it or that I'm against it or that anything. It's just not my thing. Um, there's TV shows that are that way, right? I can't watch every TV show out there. Um, so enjoy what you like. It's great. Like have fun with it. And if you like the stuff I don't, that's cool. Um, I won't tell you you're wrong. Please don't tell me I'm wrong. Um, but life's too short. Enjoy what you enjoy. Um, as long as it's not hurting anybody, enjoy what you enjoy. Exactly. As we wrap up, happy birthday to one of our listeners, Robbie Hart. Robbie, happy birthday. I know you had a birthday this week. Uh, I know you were at uh Terminus Tournament of Survival and Cage of Survival last weekend. Loved seeing you on uh, Fight TV uh, at those GCW shows, and hopefully you didn't come away with any wounds. That's right. Hopefully no uh, broken light tubes flying at you, because that was a... I watched Terminus Survival. I didn't get a chance to see Cage of Survival, but um, as a crazy show, crazy weekend, um, as as expected. I mean, it's a deathmatch tournament, right? Like, it's... Oh, yeah, everybody was winning with side headlock takeovers. No, that's MJF. Anyways, um... That's a story for another week. Uh, well, as we wrap up here, we again, Thursday, for those who listen live, next week we will be recording. Uh, for those who listen on the podcast version, that just means uh, it'll probably come out a day earlier than it normally hits your podcast app. So um, that's, it, that is if I remember to download it and, and put it on the, uh, on the servers at the correct time, which occasionally I do forget. So everybody, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, be safe out there. Have a great week. And uh, we will be back with you next week for more Two Spot Monkeys Live.